Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. TikTok, there's just like a like a, a collective intelligence problem. <laughs> uh, so TikTok, these bitches dumb. Welcome to Pocket Buds, a back pocket podcast where I talk to my best buds about video games and stuff. This week, we're talking about posting online as a brand. There once was a time that Twitter was one of the most powerful social media websites on the World Wide Web. In some ways, it still is, but it's also not Twitter anymore and is better known as formerly Twitter in brackets. There was once a time where the blue website was more than just a place for porn bots to entice you with sexy malware or real people to post the most racist thing you've ever read. Instead, we had classic moments of celebrities posting unexpected bangers. Think Shaquille O'Neal tweeting, I met the Knott's Berry Farms and my butt's too big to fit into seats on the ride. Ah, open bracket, that's me yelling. Close bracket. Britney Spears tweeting, Does anyone think global warming is a good thing? I love Lady Gaga. I think she's a really interesting artist. And even Cher tweeting, What's going on with my career? These are all beautiful captures of posting history. Twitter very much played a large role in modern history when it comes to humanizing and relatabilifying. That's a new word I just made up the average celebrity. Remember those celebrities that just like us sections of trashy magazines where you'd see celebrities going shopping, using a bag to hold something, or drinking a drink? It was just like that. Nowadays, many celebrities have social media training or social media managers taking control of their social media accounts. As for Twitter, many celebrities have simply up and left after the new management rolled in. But at the height of its success and with its use as a tool for relatability, there were also a number of social media managers of brand accounts testing the waters. It would be commonplace to see the fast food chain Wendy's clapping back at a critic with something shady, or the biscuit company Moon Pie was self-aware about being a biscuit. At first, there were plenty of buzz feed articles talking about the 25 funniest brand tweets ever tweeted. People were losing their minds over McDonald's posting like a teenage girl and Sunny D threatening suicide over a football game. It was all fun and games. That is, of course, 
until it was cringe. Cringe. Suddenly, the masses didn't care for brand Twitter. They thought, hey, wait a second, this company isn't my friend. It's a company. And the roaring crowds that once surrounded the Wendy's Twitter as she made fun of a guy for getting divorced now moved on to other things. Op-eds from all over the media landscape were coming out and asking questions like, what does it mean for society when people are aligning with Stakem's being depressed? And is this all just a marketing ploy? The answer to those questions? I don't know. And yes, what better way to make you want a product than to present it, or the name it's connected to, in a funny or weird way? It makes sense. If you think the company's your friend, or the company is an omnipotent, sassy being, you become more endeared to it. So you're probably wondering at this point, what does any of this have to do with video games? Well, you may remember that we had a bit of a chat about social media before with our friend Nicole Larcher. But this particular topic goes a little deeper. Sure, the video game industry needs social media in order to thrive, but we're talking about how it uses it. A hit tweet can do absolute wonders for a video game, especially an indie game. What better way to foster an online community than to be terminally and lethally online? While video game Twitter can sometimes fall into the brand Twitter spectrum, sometimes it can be done right in a way that doesn't feel like a desperate grab at humanity. Enter Cult of the Lamb. Melbourne-made smash hit of 2022 and my personal gotti of that year is arguably one of the best examples of shitposting on the work account going very, very right. Starting a viral campaign to put sex in the game that led not only to its own account booming in follower size, but many indie game accounts getting their own surge in fans thanks to bouncing off that Lamb's original post is a modern marvel. Even having an enemies to lovers arc with the Angry Birds Twitter account was plenty of fun to watch. Call to the Lamb while being able to fall back on the fact that the game is just really, really good seemingly exists online in a way that isn't cringe, which can be hard to do in an era of online cringe culture. So how can it be done? What goes into crafting the perfect online persona to represent a video game? Joining me to talk all about it is social media manager for Massive Monster and supervisor of The Lamb's screen time, Josie Fletcher. Hello, Josie. Hello. Hello. How are you feeling? Hi. Good. Good. Um, I lie awake at night worrying about being cringe. Um, oh, God. That is my fear. Isn't it the one true fear of being online as being cringe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I definitely have, like, I think you have to accept it, but um, there is a line when you have such a big following as well. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> yeah. is thin. I mean, there are plenty of um, bad things that can happen online, you know, especially when you're a woman. Yeah. Oh, woman card already. Yeah. But then there's also, like, like online cringe culture is, crazy because you never know what's going to become cringe until it becomes cringe and all it takes is like one teenager being like oh I hate that you posted this and then it just comes in droves bestie is cringe now I bestie is cringe now I've heard bestie, uh, bestie, bestie is cringe is definitely cringe but uh, I, I think not it, used bestie Reese's cringe but it wasn't cringe when I used <laughs> <laughs> well I feel like there are some things that kind of like I, I feel like we go we go funny cringe post cringe uh post cringe i mean i still say lol and mm. i've been doing that since 2008 i've, I've been <laughs> and it was ironic then it's not now yeah I'm no it's real it. just just hidden hidden yeah. someone with a lol ingrained well like i'll I... be 85 <laughs> saying lol good 
I, I hope you are. I, I, like, I can't wait yeah. to become an old lady referencing back to my, uh, you know, screen time and, and, and having my, my grandchildren go like, oh, Nana, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm so glad that you had such a fun time on the internet. Anyway, I'm going to log on my entire body onto the computer and uh, live in the metaverse because that's the future, yeah. right? It's, yeah, it's well, I mean, it's that or like, wow, grandma, I have no idea what the internet is, but it sounds like a wild place. I'm going to put my ma- uh, gas mask on and go out into the <laughs> wilds. <laughs> you have fun. Or they're, or they're like, the, wow, no grandma, that's between. awesome. I'm not real. I'm a figment of your imagination. <laughs> You're dead, and I'm actually like lying there in like a, in like a, this, this orb. Yeah, it was too I can't expensive wait to go back for to you to orb. have children, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're figments of your very expensive imagination. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Great yeah. way to start. Mm. You know, you're a primetime poster. At what age did you realize your love for posting and were there clues in your childhood or teenagehood that kind of suggested you might have been a good poster in the future? It's hard to like pinpoint because like um, I'm I'm very dyslexic and when Sorry. I was a teenager um, – <laughs> I have read those old posts and they are unreadable. Um, <laughs> but what I was good at is I used to make like my friends' MySpace profiles. Like, and I was the only one that could use Photoshop. So I would like edit my yep. friends' faces so they didn't have any teenage pimples. And that was oh an amazing thing to do. Um, so, like, I was really into like, um, making stuff and I used to just like make in jokes like with friends like edit pictures of my friends um doing weird stuff um Amazing. and then most of the time they were just shared within friend groups um that's probably that's probably like the crux of it I always had like a bit of a like a weird internet sense of humor even that's a weird thing to say as well but like I was always like kind of chronically online no I feel like that's like it is a weird thing to say and that isn't a read but purely just like as someone who also has always had like a a a internet sense of humor because I feel like it is like they are two very different things like having like a a real life sense of humor and an internet sense of humor yeah uh because I was writing an intro for a future pod about just how much influence YouTube has had on internet culture, but also like popular, like popular culture in general, but internet culture, especially, and especially when it comes to our sense of humor. And you could say the same about Twitter. You could say the same about Tumblr. You could say the same about Facebook in a way and Instagram, but they were more like the norm core areas. Like it was the Tumblrs and the something awfuls. And I hate to say it, the 4chans that really like built the very specific comedy of the internet. Yeah. And I feel like I got tuned into that at a very young age. Yeah. yeah. Probably too young. Yeah, look, um, I was uh, around at uh, the 4chan days when it was like, that was the war zone time, you know. Oh, yeah. A 14-year-old oh, shouldn't be looking yeah. at, at um, 4chan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really interesting thing with 4chan because like, Point blank period, yeah. Uh, so there have been some horrible things that have happened on that website, really bad. And you're you're not the first woman I've talked to that was on 4chan, like at the age of 14 as a teenage girl that had their brain just kind of irreparably cursed Melt. Uh, yeah. by it. Yeah, yeah. just it, it absolutely terrible place. However, at the same time, a lot of those like green texts 
of like age old. Oh, some of them are funny. Are, are, They're very funny. Oh my god. They're classic. Still funny to this day. Yeah. And funny in different ways. Like funny, like haha funny. And then funny pointing at the poster, haha funny. Yeah, like all funny, and like uh-huh. oh, sad. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's a bit of that. The yuck. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and Reddit ha- Reddit has some of the like some gold mines as well. There's some Ooh. classics, classic stories that I am a printed. absolute slut for reading uh, Reddit. Am I the asshole or Reddit? Uh, relationship oh, advice. Yeah, they're incredible. They're, uh, yeah. but I don't. I read love being them in other people's business. I, I, I consume yeah. them through the means of watching someone play with dough and and a robot voice telling me, and that's the way or I like. like a, it. I don't uh, want it any other way. <laughs> and at least or like a parts. Minecraft parkour. Yeah, and and then it's like, am I the asshole for poisoning my husband on his birthday? And, and it's then like, well, and I'm like, they just. I'm gonna hear her out. Creative mode and jumped like went up like i they're not actually jumping that didn't jump like no no one's noticing that they didn't actually like they cheated in that one bit like this is what i'm upset about yeah like they flew they flew for a second second. and it's just because i'm out of the story was just i was so invested in the story (laughs) that i didn't realize that uh they they pulled a dream on us and just full-on cheated yeah i I hate it heartbreaking heartbreaking i actually made a fake one of those for cold or lamb i did like Oh, I think yeah. I'm in a cult and it had our gameplay and then little robot voice oh. and, and I just wrote some cult thing. That's I feel like is such a good example of how I think you've really you, – you make very good choices when it comes to working with what is in but in a niche way at the time and working that into the social media manager mm-hmm. job. You know what I mean? So on that, what were you doing before you got into social media management? And how did you find your way into it? Oh, I was streaming on Twitch. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm. I streamed. Um, but yeah, I streamed for like five years, um, on, on and off. Sometimes full time, sometimes um, barely scraping by and doing like lots of weird jobs. I did a lot of weird jobs. Um, I've done a lot of jobs. I've had a lot of jobs. I used to be a florist. Um, <gasps> oh. I worked at a bank. Oh, I. I worked at a windscreen wiper company doing posts for them. Um, I know nothing about cars. I was like mm. replying to people and they're like, this Ford XG something, something is not fitting. This windscreen isn't wiper is not clipping it. I'm like, I can't. Um, You're like sad and then you close the work laptop. <laughs> no, stop messaging me. <laughs> I don't know what um, that means. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I did that. I did like a, I worked as a wine salesperson as well. That was a fun oh, job, sick. but then got closed up from COVID. Um, Classic. We used to taste wine on the clock. Pretty sick. Mm. <laughs> it was good. And I know a lot about wine now, which is uh, like very irrelevant information. And also I do not have the finances for um, my Fancy taste wines. in wine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, would you say that any of those jobs had any transferable skills that you kind of took into your role? I with mean, Massive bitterness, I think. Yeah, bitterness. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, um, being poor as fuck helped me have a sense of humor about it. So, I don't know. Like that, those jobs are like I was mainly the streaming is where I got most of my um, transferable skills from. Um, I taught myself how to video edit. I taught myself how to use Photoshop. I mean, I knew how to use Photoshop because I could yeah for a while but like 
in a different way, like making like a brand identity and going viral as well. So yeah. I used to like, I, I used to bait Reddit Livestream Files clips and I would make it look as though it was like happening then and there, but I pre-recorded one in the same outfit and it was like smoothly put through and then someone will clip it and then they'll put it on live stream fails or I would just get like, I'm not even streaming now. Like live stream fails. You can block me from being on there. Um, They've got a lot of rules, but I used to like make fake accounts and I used to get my mods to make fake accounts and post me. So, (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I mean, it's good. Like any publicity is good publicity. And like, if you're, it works, you're not really failing. Like you're, you're, goofing on them yeah i mean it worked i think uh there's like a a, there's a whole heap of like um no self-promotion so um within like live stream fail the subreddit (laughs) here's some costs um (laughs) it becomes stagnant i mean like it's just um xqc and it's been xqc for years and years and it doesn't give like opportunities for other people and yeah and you also have to be like within that community to be posting so it just uh i don't know i haven't really been up to date with it lately cuz you know i don't care anymore <laughs> um, it's not a priority it's not a priority to be on there but you know i would say just if you can they they might find you i've had plenty of accounts deleted <laughs> but you know, it worked out. And, you know, if you're a small streamer, you're in like a sea of so much, like there's so much mm. and you have to find a way of standing out or doing Absolutely. something fun, doing something Well, different. that's the thing. If you fake a, a live stream fail and then have people come to, you know, kind of see the failure pan out and they realise, oh, you're actually not bad. Well, like it, you're actually live stream fails is, is not failure fails actually <laughs> so yeah it's so i to give an example of what this subreddit is is just like the best clips um so huh. people will grab a clip from twitch um so a lot of mine were they're not fails they were like pre-made skits about like something that was like trending at the time that was happening within the twitch community or like i would do like a stream that looked like it was like filmed on a 70s camera and i was doing like a bob Sick. ross stream but i would like kind of play around with it where i'd have you know how he would have like in the intro like have the different colors mm. i had like all these like weird like twitch name colors like real like gross things <laughs> to say that would pop up but it would be like constantly looping over the top like i always liked video editing so I always wanted to like elevate it in in a, like an interesting way if I ever did a theme stream. Yeah, sick. And when it came to, you know, you went from streaming to the many jobs that you had in between and then now yep. in the games industry, yeah. was yeah. your plan kind of always to move into the games industry or was there a point where you realized that that's what you wanted to do? No, so it was over COVID and, I mean, I'm stre- I was streaming throughout that whole time as well and I'd, like, lost my job in the wine industry because of COVID and I mm. had to, like, I had to get another job and I ended up doing something for, like, a like a subsidiary of Vodafone where they, they, they're, they like, cold calling um, IT managers, head of, like, people that are head of IT. Um, and... Um, it was awful like it was I never got one sale um (laughs) not one and I remember like freaking out and crying and this is I would have been 26 at the time and 26 27 and I I broke down and 
I was just thinking like, well, I don't, I don't have like a place in the world where I can like earn money and do things that I want to do. And I just felt so stuck because it was like such a, like a, like a butt end job. Mm. And I was, it was like COVID, we're all stuck inside. And I ended up like kind of talking with my partner and we, Jacob's like, you have heaps of skills though. <laughs> like you've got a lot. Yeah. Um, and we kind of like wrote them down and I ended up applying for social media jobs. Um, I got a job at Crumpler, which also fell through because of COVID, but I, that was when I started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't uh, work for a luggage company over COVID. Uh, yeah. Just a heads yeah. up. Yeah. Seems like a little, little business that's, mind. That's the, there. the um, time it would go, go downhill. Yeah. 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 But um, that was my first step into it. So I was the social media intern and was just making assets and posting uh, on Instagram reels and like I had a lot of ideas but they didn't get through the people that owned it uh it, it used to be like a really cool company it's a cool company again because the I think the daughter of the original owner has bought it yeah. and they've downsized it downsized it and like they've kind of like worked back yeah. and at the time I was working for them they were bought by a, a like a medical company mm. that decided they wanted to get into apparel. And so the whole thing about Crumpler was that they, you could like, they made the bags to get beer from one part of Melbourne to the other part of Melbourne on a bike. Right. That's like, yeah, that's it. They're like good sturdy bags that you bring beer on. Yeah, and I had sick. a lot of like jokes and ideas around that. And it would, it just like, they're like, we want no affiliation to alcohol whatsoever. I'm like, eh, well, it's kind of brand identity already. But, uh. and they took all the color out of the bags. And that's why, also why they went under. Yeah. But now they're full of color. If you want a crumpler bag, they, they look really good. I think they've yeah. made good decisions since being bought back out again. Yeah, I feel like that just screams like trying to go as minimalist as possible, which I think we've learned over time yeah. that everyone wants a black bag. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, can I get the back in black or white, or maybe even gray? Gray, steam, navy blue, navy blue as well. Oh. We see, you know, the Crusoe pots. Is that cru- Crusoe? Oh yeah, La Crusoe. Yeah, La La Crosse. La Crosse. La it. So we see La Crosse it, and they're thriving with their, you know, big red pots. And they, anytime they have a release where it's like a colorful set of you know, pots and pans and all that bullshit, it goes off because people like colour. People love the Smeg line of colourful toasters. Things with colour are nice and I feel like we need to just move past the minimalism era. It's done. It's yuck. I mean, it's that's stink. a little rich of you sitting on a grey couch right now. It wasn't my choice. <laughs> just a little rich. I did not buy this couch. <laughs> If I did, it'd be a beautiful pink. Oh, a stunning pink. A stunning pink, so I couldn't help myself. Um, It'd be a stunning pink. But, yeah, so I ended up, um, because I had an experience now with social media, I got a job through Forts, which is like an RTSK. Um, Their team's really awesome. And I just made TikToks for them and it was like a four-month contract and then I ended up working at SMG for a little bit, which was like a six-month contract and in between jobs. I, mm. One of my friends who made Cold Land, 
was he had tried to get me a couple times, but it was when I was working in other jobs and it was like a New yeah. Year's party and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> I'm doing nothing. <laughs> give me a job. And he's like, okay, let's, I'll give you a job. And then like the other directors are like, you can't be giving jobs at parties. And I did like the full interview <laughs> process and they liked a lot of, like they found my stream, which kind of sucks, you know. Um, and they found some of like, the old <laughs> clips that I'd made and they liked them a lot. Uh, so yeah, yeah I got a job. Yeah, gorgeous. And how's it been? Good. How have you found your experience? Right, there? Probably one of my favorite jobs. That and the wine tasting. That's pretty high up there because it was. That's just so fair. Yeah, I keep really hearing fun. about this wine tasting job that you it had, and I'm fun. I'm getting the vibe that you job. really loved it. People would sign up for like yeah. a wine club. Yeah, and then they would ask you what you liked, and like you would taste them, and you'd talk about the flavors. So it was a fun job, but it still was a call center job. And I like sale. Like I like advertising basically so i've i've been i've worked well in like advertising roles where you know you're trying to sell people stuff yeah. so i like that job and i love this job this job's incredible it's the best job i've ever had hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Based on the jobs you've said, they're kind of they're kind of all in a way advertising adjacent. Like, yeah. like I mean, floristry, you're advertising flowers. You know oh, I mean? yeah. And I then mean. with your wine job, advertising wine. And even with streaming, you're advertising yourself. Yeah. And if you get sponsored, you're advertising your sponsor. Like it all comes back to being able to advertise well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a huge thing, obviously, in social media management, but then in everything else you've described. And I'd say life in general. And getting a job is advertising yourself for the for the part. So when it comes to your cult of the lamb work, what does like the the process of concocting a post look like? I usually just if I think something's funny, I'll make it. <laughs> it's really yeah. It. I think like I had some ideas I will like sit on because again, it's like that weighing the cringe. Um, we had mm. like the big sex update stuff, and um, oh yeah, I made like one fortnight joke which was like actually it was cringe that post was cringe and i got on a <laughs> flight to africa it's 30 hours right i was on a flight mm, to africa mm. i just stopped off in doha and i got a message from like like the oprah xg person um yeah being like hey i hope you're okay the internet can be mean sometimes it's all right like we, <laughs> i get it all the time and i'm like what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just have this message. I'm like frantically looking on like the cold lamppost. And I'm like, I've been on a plane with no internet. And um, yeah, it was like some Fortnite, like Rizlam, like ad Fortnite to Rizlam when they had like interacted with this, the sex update stuff. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, it was, it, I, I, when I was posted, I was like, meh, not, maybe not good. Um, it wasn't really like in the scheme of things, it wasn't that bad. It like, yeah. by the time I'd landed in Africa, like no one gave it like a shit, but I was really stressed in the layover. <laughs> and I, I was like, what have I, I done? I've ruined everything. Yeah, you know it's bad when Opera GX is going here if you need to talk. You know, <sighs> oi. Yeah, <laughs> I I just I, mean, I just gaslighted him and I was like, "What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that? Not no, <laughs> not. Yeah, bothered. I actually posted that as post cringe. Yeah, so it's actually not cringe. At I all. mean to do that. I'm not bothered by that at all. Me like, <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna lose subscriber so have any of your grand ideas ever been vetoed before uh not not really well there was like um there was when we had like a trend like a the swap over because someone from devolver was doing a little bit of stuff before i started um and there was a few things where they were like oh maybe don't do that but it was our like the boys on our side so the directors are like post whatever you want we don't care um <laughs> and they were like okay so i think there was like some what is the roblox kind of... meme that wouldn't maybe yeah. didn't want to be associated with roblox but um we didn't care because there was someone made like a roblox um lamb and i oh. thought it was funny Ugh. like i find roblox funny i don't think it's good for oh, kids oh roblox it's not hilarious but it is a little bit funny <laughs> it's hilarious yeah. like the fact that it started as like lego online yeah. And now it's like children it's developing games and yeah, and it's basically VR chat. I I think that's so funny. Yeah. And it it's kind of like thinking about how Habbo Hotel existed in its prime. Did you ever play Habbo Hotel? I did, yeah. I pretended to be a boy yeah. and tried to get girlfriends. Um Yeah. <laughs> I would sit at the adoption centers and make fun of people pretending to be babies to get adopted. Oh, uh, that's weird uh, though. That's a weird thing to yeah. do don't do that oh it was it was incredibly weird like like these people were probably adults kind of going like what if i just acted like a baby goo goo gaga someone goo goo adopt gaga. me mommy mommy where can i get a mommy please and then absolutely Hello. some eight-year-old girl it's like i'll be your mommy it's weird <laughs> how about hotel was weird yeah. and i mean there's still weird stuff everywhere you know VR chat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Again, COVID was a bit of a rough time for me. I was in Melbourne and we were like locked in for two years. Um, I was on VR chat because I thought it was funny. Um, but I learned a lot. It seems funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, what would you say was your best experience from VR chat? Oh, okay. I like. I generally like. Like people assume I'm a fairy because I uh, work for Cold Lamb. Um, they assume Fair. all of us are fairies. Um, unfortunately, I don't think all Makes of us sense. are. Oh, I assumed all of you were. So. Yeah. Yeah, if I had a fursona, I'd be some big dragon, bouncy dragon lady. I see uh, that. Yeah, that yeah. would be it if if I had to. But I am yeah. I am not. Uh, Hypothetically. But the furries were always like the nicest people on VR chat. There's, there's some awful people there. But if you go to – so I would like want to learn as much as I possibly could because I was like, kind of obsessed with like people that slept on VR chat. Like people sleep on there. Yeah. And – um. And then I was, like, obsessed with, like, people that, like, have whole love lives or, like, this, like, whole life in there. And I wanted to learn more. I could only really go on for, like, an hour max at a time because I get motion sick so bad. Mm. Mm. Um, and we would go to, like, a furry world 
And then we would just like make friends because it's very easy. They're always really nice. Yeah. And I'd be like, show me the weirdest stuff you've, you've found on VRChat and they'll take you to private worlds, like oh. ones you can't access unless you know about them. A lot of them were like weird sex dungeons. Of I'm course. Like, oh, thank you. I don't want to be here. <laughs> oh, this but isn't so- funny anymore. You've been doing it for yeah. too long. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Or they'll take like you do like their favorite sleep place or there was like really cool worlds that people had made privately or had paid for custom to make. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean I found it really interesting because it's such a reflection of humanity, um, VR chat, um, mm. because people can make anything and make their own worlds. And, um, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool little thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm curious to know how, like, sleeping in VR chat works because, like, surely wearing the headset to bed is uncomfortable. Yeah. I well, Some people, they get so used to it, I think. Yeah. They're so comfortable in it. And from the people that I spoke to, a lot of them, like, only took it off to eat and go to the toilet and wash. Mm. Yeah, they lived in mm. VR. And, I mean, I can understand, like, and also this was like over COVID, so it's so understandable about wanting yeah. to like be somewhere else. I yeah. probably would just constantly spew because I can't handle yeah. VR. But <laughs> and they're like, why yeah, are you making that jerking motion? <laughs> You're just like, Ugh. yeah, I <laughs> I find it really interesting. I mean, I just find a lot of like those like little worlds in the internet interesting. So I think oh that's God, why I have yes. like a bit of a knowledge on all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I just like knowing. Oh, yeah. I think ye old metaverses are so fascinating. Like, like yeah. the worlds of like Second Life and I Oh, Second Life is hilarious. Second Life, I find really interesting because, like, I mean, it was arguably like the first kind of big one where your whole thing was to just hang out. Like, you didn't really do anything. And yeah, that's kind of where it started. Make clubs. Yeah. And yeah. it's, make I clubs. remember not knowing about it at all until I watched an episode of Law and Order SVU that included Second Life. And oh, okay. Yeah. And that was like my introduction to it. And I'm like, oh, that's a bad place full of crime and debauchery. And then I later found out that it is a place full of crime and debauchery. Oh, and absolutely. there were things happening in Second Life that I just don't think should have. No, no. But, you know, I'm more concerned with people just having little clubs. You're not allowed to be part of Yeah. Why is that? Hmm. Who's what kind of people are in those clubs? You're not allowed in this. You were you were <laughs> breaking and entering. I'm like in yeah. there, back right? of the line, buddy. And I'm like, I can just fly away. Like, what are you I'm talking going to, about? I'm going to talk to admin. Admin's coming right now. I just messaged yeah. admin. Yeah, I just messaged the mods, and you're in for a big chat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so okay, over for I'm you. I'm so scared. <laughs> So kind of moving back to, to you know, your work with Cult of the Lamb, you know, obviously I think a huge part of it is the interactions that you have with other accounts, the community and everything like that. Uh, what would you say, have you ever had any kind of less than savory interactions with fans of the game and how do you kind of navigate that? Yeah, I mean, like there's all sorts of like weird messages and stuff we get. Like most of the time, like I won't interact um, with like hateful stuff. Yet they hold it so close to their heart so any little change can make, it can be like a big thing. Yeah. I will only interact if it's like a, this is like a resolve that people need to know that we fixed this thing or yeah. it's really funny. That's it. That's the only times I'm going to reply. That's usually how I like approach TikToks. With TikToks, I go, there are so many questions. I can't. We cannot. Like we're at a point where we're so big 
And if there is like a question that keeps coming up, I'll answer that question. And then I'll do like a funny answer to something. Like there was one, like sometimes every social media platform has their vibe. Instagram reels, um, they can be a little mean. Facebook can be mm. really mean, but I don't, we don't use mm. Facebook, but they can be yeah, really good. mean and a little racist um, on Facebook. Mm, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so a little <laughs> mean <laughs> on Steam, very mean. Very angry. Yep. Uh, very angry and mean on Steam. Uh, but it's because people like yeah. care more about the game as well. I feel like on Steam, people feel like they come from a place of authority because they're posting on a video game community page. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't want to offend the lords themselves. Oh, heaven forbid. <laughs> Going against the gamers. It's yeah. so over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> TikTok, there's just like a like a, a collective intelligence problem. I think that's because there's kids on there. Uh, so, it's, uh, so TikTok, these bitches dumb. Uh. <laughs> it's like I think it was there was a few TikToks where I'm like, we have a free update coming out, an update to the game, right? Mm. And people like, oh, game. I checked on Steam and the game's not free, and I'm like. Mm. oh no <laughs> and there was so many i had to like write like write a post like on the top being like hey i'm just clarifying this is an update to the game you have to own the game and it happened like i think as soon as someone hears free they stop listening to everything else and they're like oh yeah. is free. not quite not quite close not yet not oh yet. so close or they also ask <laughs> you regularly can you make the game free that happens often. Almost every page, uh, uh, post, be like, can you make the game free? I just reply no <laughs> every time. <laughs> or what's the name of this game? That happens all the time. What is the name yeah. of this game? Under like what, the, what says Cardle M there, like that's my name right there. Um, but I do reply to them only because I yeah. feel like they need clarification. So I do reply God of War 2 to those. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. Which is true. Well, I think it's like that almost seems like someone – has just gotten on like the internet for the first time also can't read but like has gotten on the internet for the first time the first thing they've seen is like cult of the lamb and they're like oh that's so cool like what is this is this like a television show no like but they do so fun what What is is it what is this game that lamb is so cool uh what's that in um oh it's a cult what is that it's in a game what's a cult but yeah i mean it just is so far-reaching as well. And Twitter is, I mean, there's just some differing opinions on there. Mm. That's what it is. Um, usually they're much nicer. Like I'd say TikTok, though, they may have some, like, questions that are, like, I'm just confused by the questions more than anything. Yeah. Um, they're nice, really nice. Yeah. It's usually a positive experience. Um, I haven't been on the negative side of that one yet, but um, it's That's usually very cool. positive comparatively to most other social medias it's not cool to be mean yeah t- tiktok i feel like is, is uh, i mean tiktok's huge yeah i'm on the right side i think we're on the right yeah side. push yeah. you in the right direction twitter is such an interesting one because i feel like with how the algorithm works now it pushes it to people who probably have no interest in what you're posting just as much as it does the people who do have interest in what you're posting Mm-hmm. So, like, you'll get people who are like, I love Cults of the Lamb. This is so funny. This is awesome. And then you, you'll you have people who are like, cool, can I do, like, racism in this game? No, um, lol. Can I have, like, <laughs> can I have sweatshops? Yeah, I actually saw one that said that, something like that. Mm, um, yeah, awesome. I, yeah, something along that, something about slavery. Oh, 
No, no, there was, yeah, no, it was someone asking not to have slavery, which is like, I'm like, we're not going to add that. <laughs> Did, sorry, they, they asked, like, hey, asked can you to not, not to add do slavery? It. And I was like, sure, no worries. I mean, no worries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't such think about the request. cult too much. Don't like think about yeah. how oh, that hey, works. Can, like, <laughs> I love the I love Cult of the Lamb. It's great. I, I I think the cult aspect is like really funny, really silly. But like, I think slavery would be a step too far. So maybe well, like, yeah, don't add slavery. We're not going to. That's a wild yeah. thing to add. Um, I, I like the assumption that you might have added it if they didn't say anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where they get that. <laughs> but we're not. We're yeah. Not. We're definitely not. Huge, <laughs> huge. Uh, official Cult of the Lamb announcement exclusively not on Pocket Buds. There will be no slavery in the next update. So how how important do you think, I mean, in this day and age, like a strong social media presence is for a video game? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's incredibly important. I think, like, I don't think Twitter or X is as important as TikTok um, and Reels yeah. and stuff like that, I think. And there's a lot of ways that people are not approaching it in the right way. Mm. I usually discourage from paid promotions unless it is an introduction into the game with someone talking about it you need to hear like someone else's voice that explains it a trailer to a game like uh, say like an animated trailer that you pump out doesn't really give anyone like any information about what you are and who you are i always explain like introduce your game every time until people know what your game is you've just got to like really be like hey um this is our game it's about farming this is what you can do in this game this is and then answer some questions reply to some questions but you can show an element of the gameplay that is different and still have a slight introduction into your game so you can show multiple things it can't it doesn't need to be the same thing but it's like in our game blah 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 this is that. And I feel like that's a good way of getting into it. And it's it's really easy to fall in like a pitfall of not understanding how the, the platform works. It does also change constantly. And you also need to get your like audio really set. And I would recommend using uh, Adobe Podcast uh, if you – so what you do is you chuck your audio in and it will clear it up uh, and there won't be any echoes, there won't be any yuckies or sound like you're in a – like a little studio room and you get suppressed if you don't have good audio. I, I've yet to hear a really yucky sounding TikTok video like of a game and I think it is, you know, you're absolutely right because yeah. it's getting suppressed. Yeah. you got to have like high quality but not trying too hard because if you try uh, yeah, too hard then it's cringe. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's just having like genuine people behind it and, yeah, I mean, Cold Lamb is also like in the, you know, like I can – actively do tiktok trends because i have access to all of the animations in the game mm. and um we have little talking animations which i can match up with trending audios which is fun and speaking of genuine people behind team what would you say is your least favorite brand account slim jim slim, slim jim. jim i hate slim jim Please. i also don't like julico the that's why i wanted to fight them because i actually don't like their brand account um and yeah. i like them less now that they're using ai they they had so many people and they're using they AI fight now. a bunch of translators yeah yeah and then, like it, it doesn't make sense because i like the ai translations obviously have errors because ai is just as prone to errors as humans are sure you know you, you can you can learn how to clean a washing machine by watching a video on YouTube, but at the end of the day, that video is made by a person. 
and you're probably going to not get that same level of education if that same video were made by a robot because a robot doesn't know how to clean a washing machine. And then the same can be said when it comes to translations. Yeah, there's some nuance totally. You know that yeah, um, with translating, but yes, I I also don't like their dual leaper, like the the being obsessed with dual leaper. I don't know, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> so Slim Jim's Duolingo, uh, uh, um, and I also don't like Wendy's only because I get messaged sometimes being saying I'm the indie game Wendy's of Twitter, and that is like I wake up in sweats. <laughs> <laughs> don't like that. Uh, I hate yeah, that. But also, that's... I can see where this super corporatized. When we, when I tried yeah. to interact with Duolingo, like I, they a hundred percent had a meeting, and they were like, "We can't be associated with Coles," and they couldn't reply to us oh, anymore. Boy, and, which is funny. Like we like. Our team is like 14 people and they trust me pretty like like if there's anything like on the edge, I will send it through and they'll and be like, hey, is this okay? But I think I can see like the corporate levels of it where it's like I think Wendy's also has gone to like they've corporatized so much. Like they had all of this like wins at the beginning because like, they kind of let someone go wild. And now like they like if you have a look at their interactions now they've lost that or they've got a different person or it's just like the charm of it's gone but also I think really large brand twitters can be a little bit cringe um and I think that's why we stand out a little bit because like it's not like a huge team it's not a worldwide I mean we have people in uh the UK and people in Australia but we only really have like six in each (laughs) but yeah yeah, you guys are a small team, and I think it became cringe really quickly, like like the Wendy's and oh and, yeah and stuff like that. Yeah, Duolingo, I think tried to do the weird thing, but then at the end of the day, like they are a company, and they tried to do like the oh it's the owl is posting from the account, it's the owl, and that worked for a hot second before you realize no, still a company. Yeah. Yeah. Advertising an app. And the worst thing you can do is try to be a relatable online brand after sacking a bunch of people and replacing them with AI. Like, I think that's just like. Yeah, it's like like at least like. You can't come back from that. Yeah, at least like because they're avoiding it. Like you can't avoid it. You have to like, you're still going to. Yeah. And so why do you hate Slim Jims? Look. That's actually a trade secret um, within a few other brand accounts. We uh, we dislike Slim Jim, Slim Jim. If you have a look at Slim Jim's social media, that's where social media goes to die. Sorry, Slim Jim's <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, go- goodbye, Slim Jim's. F*** you, Slim Jim's. We hate you, Slim Jim's. No, thank you, Slim Jim. <laughs> and how about some accounts that you see do posting right without feeling like an empty shell of a brand? Yeah, I've got uh, it's heaps like Voice Mod and Oprah and like there's a lot of them. I mean, Devolver as well in there's, um, I like Satan. Like, that's more of a character. Not a brand, yeah. but Satan's really good. Uh, <laughs> Satan's great. <laughs> Satan's great. Love Satan. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a few in there that I, I like. Uh, u does really well. As I mean, we work with them, and but they're a fantastic team to work with. Yeah. And, I mean, Discord used to be pretty good, but then, you know, they fired a whole bunch of people. <laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they're kind of my favorites. Like I have a few that I really like and I've interacted with and they're you, like, I mean, I know most of them as well. Yeah, that helps. Oh, also the Angry Birds person because I love them oh, for yeah. interacting with me. They sent me a whole heap of Angry Birds merch as well, which no is shit. hilarious. I never thought I'd have that in my hair. Angry Birds merch, <laughs> yeah. Well, Josie, thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today. How can we learn more about your work and also Cult of the Lamb? Yeah, you can follow um, at Cult of the Lamb on almost everything and it's me most of the time posting and I sometimes talk about social media on my personal account which is at Night Sinclair um, but most of the time it's just me bitching about life as well that's where I am but yeah if you keep an eye out we are uh, we do posts regularly Love that. <laughs> it's my job we have to yeah it's it's you you literally are paid to do so so fair enough once again thank you so much for joining me on the show today thank you and a big thank you to you for listening if you're liking what you're hearing and you'd like to hear more, consider supporting Back Pocket over on Patreon. If you support us at the Silver Tier and above, you can get access to our bonus episodes. In this week's episode, we're talking all about Cult of the Lamb's sex update. It's too hot for regular programming. I get tagged in, for lack of a better word, uh, hardcore porn of the um, <laughs> the Lamb oh, no. constantly. Oh. Um and they weren't, it wasn't even that bad that they were interacting. I think they were just going along with the joke. And, and I was yeah. like, we, like, we cannot. <laughs> and hey, if you really like what you're hearing, why not give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you're using? Better yet, why not give us a nice little review? You can also find us on Twitch. We've got our main live show every Thursday from 7 p.m. On TikTok, where we're constantly posting very good stuff for you to cast your big, beautiful eyes on. And then there's the socials, which you're also welcome to get around. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in. And as the decaying corpse of the Wendy's Twitter would say, bye. Bye, bestie. That's what they'd say. Bye, bestie. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.